This is a simple game. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. You got it? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to It's a Simple Game. Uh, and I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host, RC. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? How was your week? It was good. It was all right. You know, I got a lot of, had a lot of baseball stuff going on since I coach in my local little league around here. So, so getting all that set up. You said it's your first year in a, what, 13, 14-year-old ball? Yeah, 13 and 14-year-old. I've, I've done 9 and 10 the past two years, and this year I'm doing 13 and 14. So, should be very interesting. Like I said, we got our first practice starting next week on Tuesday, so I'm pretty excited. What's y'all's team's name? Uh, we are the Raiders with maroon jerseys because we're on the south end of the county and our high school is the Southeast Raiders, so it's just simple for me to go with something simple instead of trying to be all... I wanted to go with the Trash Pandas, but somebody else took that, surprisingly. <laughs> nice. I always, love the, I always love the name Trash Pandas. It's a him, great uh, name. He, when he said it, he was like, dude, that's what I was going to do. He's like, no way. I was like, I know. I didn't think anybody else would come up with that. All right, man. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty good week, man. I got a, got some stuff brewing on my own end, but it was, it was a decent week, man. Nice nice week. So we, we're back doing this podcast. We got, a, we got another episode. Yeah, we're on episode four. Can't believe we made it this far. Yeah, let's, let's keep it rolling, man. I've been um, enjoying these. I have too. So uh, we got some news to get into. Yes, so, we yes we do. We got a we got a few things happen. I mean, first of all, we were the other day thinking like oh, Machado, he's out. Well, never mind, he's in, and he's he, in for good. He, he's he's all the way back in. <laughs> he's all the way back in. San Diego must have like threw the little bait out there and see what they were fishing with, and found out it wasn't enough, and they went and went to the store and bought the better. <laughs> Cause we what got, the, what it, I, I got eleven year three hundred and fifty mil. Believe so. I can double check that. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a Padre for life. He is a Padre for life. I didn't check if he had a no trade clause. That's me too. I did not see that. I figured it would be in there, but then again, like I said, with the way they first offered him, and he wasn't happy about it, he might have. Hey, what it includes a full no trade calls and no opt outs. Okay, so so, he, so he's finishing his career as a padre. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I would have. I, I mean, I but I get it when they do that. But it's just like, you know, if somebody offered me what we thought they offered him, you know, earlier, it was like, man, that's kind of. Kind of lowballing him, you know, like we thought. And then no wonder he wanted to opt out. But then I guess they must have, uh, like I said, the Padres must have been fishing and trying to see what they could do here. Well, I mean, if he, if he plays like he did last year, he's definitely worth the money. So, oh yeah, he's, he's totally basically worth the runner up for the MVP last year. Outside of Goldschmidt, didn't have the season he did. Manny Machado was definitely going to be probably the huh. next guy up. So, is it is a, is a Large, large contract, probably well deserved. I mean, we'll see how it goes for him from here on out. I know he's a, I know he, I think he believe he is thirty already. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely the life. It's a life contract for him. So he's going to be a Padre for the rest of his career. So 
it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, Padres keep spending money though. They are spending mm. money like crazy. Oh yeah, I mean he's the Padres are ready. They're they're going all out. I mean, like you said last year, made the NLCS. They're trying to push for it. They want to make sure that they can beat the teams. I mean, it's hard to keep up with the Dodgers. Let's just face it, the Dodgers got a lot of money. But the Padres are out here like, hey, we're going to spend the money. I don't know if they're over the luxury tax, but they might be getting close. Well, I know. Well, I know. I mean, so they got so they got Manny Machado on this on this contract to end his career. They got Tatis still on his contract, which I believe was a was a thirteen year contract, I believe, or a ten year. I know it was up there. They got Xander pretty much for the rest of his career. They got you Darvish for the next six years. They got a they got a nice little uh, group group plan for the next five to six years. So Padres is going to be dangerous. It's going to be interesting. And they still got a, they still got Soto on the team. We'll see what they do with Soto, but it is, it's crazy. It's wild. Padres just keep spending money, man. Yeah. I mean, I think Tatis, he's allowed to, Tatis has some more suspension left though, don't he? I think he's allowed, he is allowed to participate in spring training, but he does have to sit out for like the, I don't know how many more games it is, but I do know he has to set out some more well, games he's, during the season. He's coming back this season, so. Yeah, but he has to set out. I he's mean, still not done. I get that, but he's still in the middle of a 13- or 12-year contract. He's going to be there for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be there, but. All right. just want to play with that even at first. Well, I guess the let's uh let's go from one big news, uh, one good piece of big news to one bad piece of big news for a, <clears throat> a rival out there in the NL West. Gavin Lux is out for the season. Yeah, man. That sucks. That is a big hit to the Dodgers. They just let Trey Turner go. They were like, Gavin Lux is our guy. This is who we want. And bam, out for the season. So what, what do you think the Dodgers are going to do? at Shortstop, man. I don't know. I mean... They got, they do have Miguel Rojas who they signed, you know, and he's our, I mean, he's a veteran, you know, and he can have, he seemed to have good years every now and again, but he, I don't think he has the Gavin Lux per potential. Yeah, go. I mean, they, the only reason why they let Turner go, man, is because Lux had a, Lux was their future. That's who they wanted to build their future on. They didn't want to spend that money for Trey Turner like the Phillies did, but. It's going to be interesting, but uh, this it sucks, man. It sucks to be out for the whole year, especially when it ha- uh, it's a freak injury, just running to third in, in spring training. But yeah. type of injuries happen, and it sucks that it happened to Gavin Lux. We'll see what the Dodgers do this year. I mean, they also- they've lost some pieces, and uh, now Gavin Lux is out. So we'll- Dodgers are still loaded, so we'll see what they do. I mean, they still have – you know, they got Chris Taylor. You know, he's getting older and kind of not been the best in the later years. I don't know what they'll do. I mean, it, like you said, it's not, I just don't think anybody's going to have the bat production like Gavin Lux is. And so they may be, they may put somebody out there that can play defense, which is great, I guess. I mean, that's what you want it short, but I mean, you also want your shortstop to produce on the offensive side. Because you don't get that much with shortstops that can do both, and it's very, it's very, a uh, very big blow, like you said, to lose Gavin Lux. But we'll see. I'm not shedding any tears over. 
you know, no offense. I hope Gavin Lux recovers and has a great career after that. But you know, right now, it puts a hurting on the on the on the Dodgers, who are always a favorite to win in the NL. So it kind of helps out the other NL teams to maybe have that slot not be filled by such a good bat, and they might can have a chance to win some more games and maybe beat out the Dodgers. So, so we'll see. We haven't reached we haven't reached that episode, but just a little just give me a little hint. Does that does that change your uh, final rankings for the NL West? I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll get to that episode. All right. So we got a got a couple of we got a couple of transactions. <laughs> Bunch of two two very veteran uh, left-handers uh went to went to a couple teams this this week. Rain the Texas Rangers signed a uh, lefty Will Smith. You're uh, mm-hmm. one of your favorite guys. Yeah, helped you helped you win that 2021 World Series. He most definitely did, and then we traded him to you for Jake Odorizzi, and I have no idea why. And we didn't use Will Smith barely, <laughs> so that's all good. And then uh, Brad Hand left the Phillies and or uh, free agent went to the Colorado Rockies on a one year deal. Oh, nice, nice. I like Brad Hand. I always. Always enjoyed Brad Hand. I mean, I enjoy any good lefty pitcher you can find, man, because they're hard to find, especially nowadays age where you have like pitchers like you got to find lefties that can pitch to righties nowadays because you got that three batter rule and and you know most of the time back in the day lefties were just lefties. That's what they were. They were here. Hey, there's a lefty coming up the lineup. Big bat. Got to send you in there, and then boom, you get the out or you get hit, and we come right back out and get you. So. Well, that's why they expect so much out of right-handers nowadays. Uh, it's it's not a matter of righty-lefty anymore. It's a matter who's your best option in your bullpen for this for this uh, for this part of the game. It's it's not a lefty-righty thing. Um, trust me, Astros very seldom have a lefty in their bullpen, if ever. Um, and we had we we went and got Will Smith last year. Barely even used him. To be fair, he didn't have a good. Didn't have a good go with us, but it it's it's now who who's your best option? It's not a righty lefty thing anymore. Yeah, and if you're a Braves fan like I am, you have to watch Brian Snit go out there every day and have three righties coming up, and you'll bring in a lefty reliever, and you're just like, what the hell's going on? But anyway, yeah. he does that a lot, by the way, and it, it just it tweaks me a little bit. I'm like, I know we got good lefties like Magsick and and uh, Mentor, but this is like. You pushing the limits there, Snit. You pushing the limits. Well, I mean, it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. I like I said, the Astros only have right-handed bullpen arms, mm-hmm. so there's, you know, I'm saying two lefties or three lefties coming up. No matter what, it's a favorable matchup arm-wise. But like I said, I mean, you just got to have a. If you're a good enough bullpen pitcher, it doesn't matter, righty lefty. Oh no, yeah, you're. Right. That's why I said, you know, Madsick and and. Uh, and uh, mentor, they're great lefties, but you know we do have some good righties that can be in those situations. When there's three righties in a row, you don't always have to take that risk. But it's baseball games. It's major leagues. I'm not a major league manager, so that's that's a decision they make, and that's why they get paid to be major league managers, and that's why I'm sitting here talking about how much they get paid on a podcast. So, <laughs> so uh, another thing we also had, you know, what we had, you know, what we had this week. What do we have? We had a spring training no hitter. 
Ooh, spring training, no hitters. Because it matters. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was the first spring training no hitter since 2017. The Cubs, I believe, used seven pitchers to no hit the San Diego Padres. What well, about that? No hitter. <laughs> well, it's spring training. These guys are only throwing <laughs> two to two, one to two innings at a time. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's overuse. Don't want to throw out any pitcher arms. So, but I mean, it's it's a thing. It happened. Another no hitter happened. So, and I'm looking at these names, and I don't know many of them. I know Brad Boxberger, and that is all I know. I think out of this. <laughs> it's. I mean that. that that's what happens in spring training. You see a bunch of uh, nobodies trying to trying to earn a roster spot, and uh, yeah. what a better way than to uh, no hit a team? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's it's still. I mean, even I know, like I said, it's spring training, and like I said, they don't use many good. You know, the best pitchers don't pitch that many innings, but you still able to throw a combined no hitter. That's still impressive in baseball in general. It's it's been a it's been an interesting spring training. We've uh. We've we've encountered some stuff already. Uh, some prospects are showing out. I believe uh what's what's the St. Louis Jordan Walker is just is just straight up swinging a fire bat right now for St. Louis. Basically saying, "Hey, St. Louis, I'm ready. I'm ready to come up." Because, gosh, that lineup needs more help. Um, <laughs> then we got a got Max Scherzer trying to cheese the new pitch clock. Uh, we got our first uh. Joey Gallo shift with the new shift rules as in, Hey, instead of dropping that infielder, we're just going to bring one of the other outfielders to the, <laughs> to right field. So it's, it's been a fun spring training, seeing these guys adapt to new rules, seeing these prospects swing the bat. Um, we're right in the middle of it. And then we got the WBC starting this week. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's exciting. <laughs> I just, I love baseball, man. So it just gets me pumped. Spring training, World Baseball Classic, me coaching in this little league. I mean, just being around the game of baseball just brings a joy to my heart that I don't think some people will ever understand. You just got to be a true baseball fan just to understand the joy this game gives us and, you know, and how we see it where, where other people see it outside. You know, they see it boring. Hey, we don't see it that way. So I'm just excited, man. Baseball. All right, so real quick before we before we hop into our list that we've been been working on, how about this? I'm a I'm a bring up the pull. I brought up the polls for the WBC since the WBC is starting this week. All right, which I want you to give me two which two teams out of each pool are going to make it? Okay, which team which two teams do you believe are going to make it out of each pool? All right, I'll read you the teams. All right, Brenda, for pool A, we got Chinese Taipei. Netherlands, okay. Cuba, Italy, and Panama. Which two teams are making it to the quarterfinals? For, uh, okay, Cuba. Give me Cuba. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to go with a surprise team here. I'm going to go with Italy. Okay, we're going Cuba and Italy. No, no Netherlands of, and no uh, Chinese yeah, Taipei are. A lot of a lot of people would probably pick the Netherlands or Chinese Taipei, but I think Italy is a sneaky little team. So. All right, so you got Cuba and Italy. All right. In pool B, you got Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. Which two teams are making it? Hmm. 
I mean, come on. I feel like Japan is guaranteed. Yeah, Japan's number one. <sighs> I'll be honest. The other four kind of got me stumped. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I've got Japan, obviously. It's just, I don't know. I mean, you've been watching the KBO, so maybe Korea? Yeah, let's go South Korea. That's just Korea. Oh, Korea, sorry. Well, I, well, I believe it is the South Korean team, obviously, but... Yeah. So, yeah, let's go Korea and Japan on that one. Sounds good, sounds good. I think those two fantastic picks. All right, Pool C. U.S., Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. So, obviously, you're going to pick the U.S. Yeah, let's go. So who, who's going to join the U.S.? As much as I would love to pick Canada because of my boy, Freddie Freeman, I think I gotta go with Mexico. Oh, Mexico over Colombia? Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Good pick. All right, and last pool, the hardest pool of them all Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. I'm, there's three teams, and it's just a matter of which two out of those three. Give me the DR. Okay, yeah, DR has got a stacked team. I don't like this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Puerto Rico. That's fair. I mean, I I, I would go Puerto Rico, I, but I don't blame you if Venezuela makes it either. Yeah. You know what? Just for the fun of it, I'm gonna go Venezuela. We're gonna mix right. it up. So if you're gonna go Puerto Rico, I'm gonna go Venezuela. All right. Now give me your non-biased and biased winners. Non-biased and biased. Well, I mean. Sorry. Our bias winner is USA. USA would be my bias winner, but then it's Dominican Republic, man. I mean, that roster is just. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> the only team that maybe could take them out, and that's just because Japan's always there, is probably Japan. I mean, that roster of the Dominican Republic, man, is just. It, it's insane. I mean, and the USA recently losing Kershaw. And um, who else did they lose? They lost another pitcher because of something. I have no idea. I can't remember. Yeah, but I know Kershaw and someone else had to back out, which really hurts the pitch on USA. I think that's why the DR is going to be the best roster there is. I don't care. USA all the way. We I mean, believe. I'm going to be rooting for the US. I'm going to be rooting for the USA all the way. But I mean, you got to be honest. That roster is disgusting. <laughs> it is. It is wild. Um, you just see the all the talent out of the DR. So. All right, man. So, okay. I just want to have a little bit of fun, talk about the WBC since it's starting up. So, let's... uh, We'll definitely be keeping up with it. We'll definitely keep up with the standings, and we'll check out and review some of the games each week. And... Got anything else? Anything else? Not really. I haven't heard any big major cuts. Yeah, I know there's been some cuts from some teams, but nothing major to some minor leaguers who you know are... Not going to make the team anyway, so I think there's no other news rise out of as of now. All right. So what's next? I guess it's time to move on to our, our rankings. Well, uh, you get to go first this week, brother. And we start off with third base, which is, as we both talked about earlier, before they started this podcast, this was rough. This was a 
I mean, you know your top five. I mean, they're just there. But it's about ranking that top five. And so we'll see. So I guess honorable mention in this. This was hard. I told you earlier, like I said, we talked about it. I had I had almost five people I could have said, hey, honorable mentions all the way. They don't make the top five because the top five is just obvious like we talked about. It's just about how you rank them. But it's just like these, if there wasn't those top five, these all these guys could be fighting for a fifth spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my first, if, if I had to narrow it down to three, I think my first honorable mention is a rival in the NL East, and it sucks to say this, but Alec Bowen. Oh, I think from Philadelphia. I mean, he had a good year last year, hit 280, uh, had 13 bombs, knocked in 72 runs. You know, I think he's a, he's going to be a good third baseman for Philly to come. And if they can lock him up, that's a threat to the Braves and stuff, you know, and I'm, and that makes me worried. Anytime, anytime these rival teams that you face or any of these teams that you see in your division or in your, in your uh, league, you know, it makes you worried. So, you know, the, and the national league has a lot of good third basemen that make me worried for as a Braves fan. Luckily we, we might have one that can counteract them, but can, I don't know if he can do it by himself. So, uh, yeah, I got Alec Boehm as one of my honorable mentions. Uh, another honorable mention who no longer is in the American league, but made a switch over to the, uh, I mean, no longer in the National League, but made a switch over to the American League. I'm going to put Justin Turner, man. Oh, okay. I mean, he's still doing it. I think Justin Turner is, at his age, is still out there. You know, people are, you know, probably look down on him and think, hey, man, this guy's not going to start not being able to produce. I mean, he only got in 128 games last year. Still almost got 500 bats. And those 500 bats, he also had 13 home runs, knocked in 81 RBIs, hit 278 with a 350 OBP. So, I mean, the guys, you know, still showing that, hey, I can do it now. How he's going to do going over to Boston? I think it might actually help him. I mean, he's going to be playing in Yankee Stadium in Boston, you know. So, he'll get more games in some kind of more friendly hitter park. So, he might, he might turn it on. I mean, I don't know how many games he's going to get to play at Boston because, you know, they got another third baseman we're going to talk about a little bit later here in this list, but. We'll see how it goes. And my final one, like I said, this was hard. I, this, I mean, I could have two or three more, but I'm, I think I still got to give it to your boy, Alec Bregman. So I think he's still up there. He had an off year, you know. I mean, still hit 23 home runs, which I think is great. Still had an OBP of 366. He was he's Walked more than he struck out, which I always love to see from any player, no matter what position you play. Um, 259 average, you know, decent, you know, a little low for me. You know how I am a big average, but I got him sitting right outside. And I think if I had to put somebody at the number six spot right now, I think I'd give it to Bregman. So here we go. The top five. Man, it's just. It says as a wild top five. It's, it's, it's a wild top five. I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of flack, but number five, I got Jose Ramirez from the Indian. I remember the Guardian. Sorry. Oh, sorry. no. You're going to you're gonna oh, start the controversy. Up. I messed up. But I mean, let's just face it. Jose Ramirez, you know, 
he's not, in my opinion, the best defensively, but he he's good enough to get done, get the job done. And when you hit 29 home runs and knocking 126 RBIs, you hit 280, a 355 OBP, a 514 slugging, and you have an 869 OPS, which is in the top, you know, top of all the third baseman. You're still doing the job you didn't done. And Jose Ramirez is always going to be one of the best third basemen for years to come. And he's going to consistently be in that top five. And sometimes he can jump up, but I don't think, he, I don't ever see him right now the way he performs. I don't ever see him dropping out of the top five. He can only go up, in my opinion. So that's my number five. My number four is Rafael Devers from the Boston Red Sox. That other, like I said, with Justin Turner coming over, he's probably going to lose some playing time. I mean, he might get some playing time at DH, and I think Turner can play other positions, but we'll see. But I think Devers is definitely still going to be the starting third baseman and get the most playing time out of Boston last year had 27 home runs, 88 RBIs had a 295 average with a 358 OBP 521 slugging 879 OPS. I mean, once again, one out right there in that top top five right there. So, you know, I think he sits perfectly at number four, number three, I got to go with my boy, Austin Riley. That's right. I'm being, you know, I think Austin Riley is one of the top three third basemen right now. I mean, he 38 home runs, which is all led all a third baseman last year. Um, he he didn't get quite to 100 RBIs, only got 93. He did hit 273 on the average, which you know was a little low. Like I said, you know I'm an average guy, but I mean, when you knock in 38 home runs and you, I think you I think that balances out for me for average. And once again, he put 159 games. All last year, all at third base, he was only uh, three off from being there every every game of the season. So that's another big thing for me: being healthy and staying on the field, and him also getting a five twenty eight slugging and an eight seventy seven OPS. Like I said, once again, right up there in that top five of third basemen, and I think very underrated defensively, in my opinion. I don't think he's the obviously he's not one of the best third baseman defenders. We're going to get to that here in the second. But I don't, you know, I think Austin Riley's defense is a little underrated, and I think he does better than what most people give him credit for defensively. Now the top two. This was tough. I mean, I don't know how you had a decision with your top two. We'll see when you get there. But ranking these two guys, I mean, they're similar in almost every way. I think I'm gonna, but I had to put Machado second. And I'll tell you why. Machado had 32 home runs and 102 RBIs, which was more than the top one. But another thing that got me is Machado and his strikeouts. He struck out 133 times, which is way more than what the number one third baseman does. And I also put the number one third baseman because of the defense thing. I think Machado is a great defender, don't get me wrong. I think he can win some gold gloves. But it come down to defense of side that I had to put it down to, and that's why Machado got second. Once again, a two ninety eight average, three sixty six OBP, five thirty one slugging, led led the third baseman with eight ninety seven OPS. But when I read the stats of the number one guy, which I think we all know who that is by now, you're going to see why I kind of just 
took the strikeouts an example, and that's one thing I kind of, and the better defense an example here. And so Machado number two and number one, obviously Nolan Arenado from the St. Louis Cardinals. He hit 30 home runs and knocked in 103 RBIs. So you see where that's close. But the only thing that got me was he struck out 72 times compared to Machado's 133. He had a little bit lower average at 293, a little lower OBP at 358. But he also was second at 891 OPS and first at slugging at 533. So they kind of just flip-flop on those stats, and they're so close. Games played 150 for Machado, 148 for Arenado. So it's all right there. But like I said, it comes down to the defense, and I think we can both agree. I think Nolan Arenado is still the best defensive third baseman we've seen in the game here and over the past, over just his career. So that's why I put Nolan Arenado number one, just because of the overall hitting side and the defensive side. So that's my top five. I mean, he's probably one of the, he's probably the best third, third defensive third baseman ever. So. It's very likely. I mean, it's very possible, very big possibility when he retires that he might retire as one of the best, if not the best third baseman defensively ever. So it was a, it was a, it was a cool list. Uh, you, you judged me for missing somebody. I think you missed somebody in your honorable mentions. All right. Well, tell me who I missed. I didn't probably miss him. I probably would. I probably can tell you who I think you're thinking of. All right. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. All right, all right. Let's get a little top five, man. Let's, let's get top five. I mean, yeah. top five was pretty. The top, the five guys that are in the top five for third base was a given. I feel like, oh, um, and the three guys I have just outside the top five, I feel, um, as long along with your three guys are the the next guys up. But until one of those uh, top five retire, I don't see anybody taking any of those top five spots. <sighs> Fair. All right. That's fair. You ready for my ready for my list? Knock it out, buddy. Knock it out. All right, Take let's 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 start it off with the honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is uh he's out in uh, Seattle right now. I got A. Eugenio Suarez. I put okay. uh, I put A. Eugenio Suarez I put Suarez out there. Um he had a he had a he had a much better offensive year than he did at Cincinnati the year before. Um, I think he's found his found his place over there in Seattle. Um, still hits her power as well as anybody. His OPS is a little low. That's why he. That's definitely why he's not. I mean, it's why he barely made my honorable, honorable mentions. Um, I just felt like he was a little bit better than a few other guys like Al, Alec Bohm. Uh But I got A. Eugenio as my first uh, honorable mention. My second honorable mention. How do you leave out Matt Chapman over there in Toronto? That's fair. He, he's he he's considered the AL Arenado when it comes to defense. You're right. And don't get me wrong, You're he right. had a he had a pretty decent year uh, over there in Toronto. Um, his hitting his hitting slacked a little bit defensively. Getting he uh, he dropped just a tad. Um, wasn't wasn't up to up to par like he usually is, but I got Matt Chapman in my honorable mentions. Uh, I wish, like I said, I wish he did a little bit better defensively uh, than he has. Then he, uh, I wish he matched up defensively to his past self. I feel like with the new digs and everything, he kind of, 
kind of dropped a little bit, but he still had a very productive year in Toronto. But I got Matt Chapman. And then my last men- honorable mention is definitely my boy, Alex Bregman. Clutch. That's that's what he is. He's clutch. Um, does it in the playoffs every year. Like you said, he walks more than he strikes out. Um, he's always in the top five in chase rate. He hardly ever chases outside the zone. Has one of the best eyes in the game. Uh, plays a pretty good defensive third base. Um, his his height doesn't help a little bit sometimes, but still still solid. Uh, I love I love Alex Bregman to death. I'm hoping we give him a little contract extension here soon. Keep him keep him over here in Houston. So I got Alex Bregman just outside the top five. All right, let's let's get the top five over with. It's the it's the same five, but it's definitely it's a different order. So I got at number five. I got Rafael Devers at number five. So the reason I put Devers at number five, um, some of the bigger statistics I like to take into account is OPS, OPS plus, WRC plus, WAR, as well as a. You know, take a look at your average as well as your defensive stats. Devers is definitely a liability defensively when it comes to being at third base. Uh, he's definitely not on, the, not up there uh, with the uh, with the other three guys I have in my top three defensively. But hitting wise, he's definitely one of the best hitters in the game. Period. Um, he was basically top three in WAR, OPS plus. Uh, but that's the reason I got him down so low is just because his defense is I think he's a future first baseman eventually. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna survive over there at third base. But he's definitely one of the best hitters in the game, period. Doesn't matter the fact that he's at third base. At number four, I got your boy Austin Riley. I got Austin Riley, he's a little bit better defender. Um still still pretty rough over there defensively. Uh, he's definitely a better defender than Devers. I, he's great hitter. Um, he slacked a little bit compared to the year before. Had a little rougher year than he did uh, in the past. Uh, he's still still one of the best hitter. Still one of the best hitting third baseman in the game. Um, as long if he can keep it consistent, he's definitely going to be top five for a long time. I just don't feel hitting and defensively, he's up to the other three standards. So that's why I got him at number four. Number three, I got Jose Ramirez. Jose is basically, he's defensively, he's up there with the other two. Um, he he hits for he hits for a little bit of pop. He drove in so many runs last year. Uh, he uh, he had a fantastic start. There was a, I think there was one at one point, everybody was like. Jose Ramirez might break some records when it comes to just because I, I feel at one point I think he was on a pace where he was was like averaging like two RBIs per game or something and it was insane. Um, don't don't get me wrong, it's a 162 game season for a reason, so everybody comes back down to earth at one point or another. Uh, but Jose Ramirez, I got at number three. Now my top two is different. I got Arenado at number two. Mm, so okay. Arenado in almost every offensive category was second <laughs> to you know who the only categories 
that he beat the other guy was in defense, which makes sense because he keeps winning the platinum glove. Um, he's like I was saying earlier, he's probably the best defensive third baseman we've ever seen, could ever see. But I, the only reason I have him number two is because I feel like the guy above him is almost as good on defense as he is, but had a better year offensively than he did. And that's Manny Machado at number one. Manny Machado was number one in practically every offensive category for third baseman all year last year, practically. Um, at one point, he was definitely the favorite to win the MVP until Paul Goldschmidt decided to say, hey, that's my trophy. Um, but I got Machado over Nolan just because he, I take offense a little more into consideration especially in today's game than I do defensively. And Machado is not that much worse than Arenado is defensively at third base. So that's why I put Machado at number one is because he led all those offensive categories. Um, But I don't blame anybody. I feel like those are the top two third basemen period. Uh, Regardless, if anybody has anybody else in their top two, besides those two guys, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, they're probably Guardians fans or Braves fans or whatever. <laughs> but that's that's my uh, that's my top five. Look at hey man, no hard feelings on that. I mean, it's a tough, it's a top five. It's it tough. It was crazy. It was trying to rank these guys was just insane. Uh, you wanna you wanna yeah. do a quick recap? Yeah, let's do a quick recap. Uh, my top five, I had Jose Ramirez, number four, Devers, number three, Austin Riley, number two, Manny Machado, and number one, Nolan Arenado. It's insane that we had the same top five, but we ranked them differently. I had Devers at five, Riley at four. I had Jose at three, Nolan Arenado at two, and Manny Machado is the number one third baseman in the game right now. We'll see. The only thing, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I, I thought we was gonna have the same top three. I honestly did. I thought, I thought we were gonna have the same top three, and I figured your top two would be a little different. But I thought you were gonna rank Austin nope. at three, not just because I'm a Braves fan. I think you should be there. But you said you take offense in production. I mean, he led the third baseman home runs. Yeah, That's Jose Ramirez led in RBS. <laughs> What's more important, driving the run in or hitting a ball out of the park? Drove in more runs. Fair. He drove in almost thirty more runs. Also stole 20 bases. He's better defender. I mean, Jose Ramirez drove in the most runs in all of baseball for the third baseman, so I'm not going uh, there. But... That's the only reason why he was above Riley. So, All right. That's good. Get a little third base. Now we now we get to finally move out to the outfield, which was not a was not as loaded in there out there in left field. So first of all, this is left field. And here's where, here's where, you know, we talked about last week, you know, we said, my, would we do DH and stuff like that? And here's where the reason why I thought we might not do a DH thing, because I think I have somebody in my top five that mainly should be a DH, but he's a left fielder when he plays the field. So that's why I was like, you know what? I think we're. I thought about the DH thing. I was like, I don't know if we could do if, a DH. If you're one, talking but... about who I think you're talking about, I left him off my list because I thought we were going to do DH. Mainly because he 
he all right, that's fair. he is practically only ever we'll a DH. No, you're right. You're right. That's fair. DH, we we will do. We will do. But then again, fine. I mean, I can change. Hold it up. I can change. Hold it up. Real My number quick. one would also be at the DH spot. I think we have the same number. Well, I think so too. Uh, you know what? They can they can <laughs> play both. Technically, but the only reason why I'm saying that we can do DH because I'm looking here on MLB.com. And they do rank the guy that I have number one as a left fielder. He is on the list. He qualified. So, <laughs> and, and when you look at DH, the other guy we know we're talking about, he also qualified for that certain position and not left field. So I think we're okay. So I'm just going by that. We can talk about it later and re, 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 come back to it. Yeah, I don't think. know, man. DH is hard. It is. It's going to be hard, but I think there's enough difference, though, looking at the DH list real quick. I'm sorry, guys, we're going off track. But looking at the DH list, I think we have enough to find a top five. Yeah, but but do I leave my guy on here? Well, I feel like my top two guys are probably more DH than left fielders. Right. I don't know. We'll just we'll, – we'll, we'll wing it. If we, if, we have, if we have some crossover, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So my top five left fielders, starting with honorable mentions. Now, first of all, let's just face it. There's some good left fielders out there to play some defense just because they're natural outfielders. But most of the time, your left field's position is where you get where you slack on defense. And this guy's just a producer for me, and I think offensively. You do slack offensively, but when you do good on offense, I think you deserve to be there. So, all right, top five. Going into left field right now, I'll start with honorable mentions. This was tough. I mean, I look all around, I look up and down this list, I'm like, God, this guy did real good, but also, do you put him there, you know, because of this? And so it's just, a, it's weird for me, but I think a guy that I have, that I think is kind of, might be a surprise to some people in the top, in the honorable mentions, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it, to, first of all, to Tommy Pham. I think Tommy Pham, he played last year in Boston. He he had a, he he didn't hit well on here, but I kind of, when it comes to left field, I kind of just take average out of that. I go out of my normal zone for this position. And I think, you know, 17 bombs, 63 RBIs. He played in 144 games. Uh, he 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 struck out a lot, but. Tommy Pham is that kind of guy that he kind of faded off. I remember he, you know, he used to be good. He used to think, oh man, Tommy Pham, he's going to be one of the top outfielders hitting productively and you're going to have a good year out of him, but kind of slacked off. But I still put him in my honorable mention because I think he's still, when he, when he can hit, when he hits the ball, he can hit it. You know, sometimes he, he can slump a little bit and he slumped a lot lately, but. I think last year was a decent year for him, and he could be getting his way back up there, and I hope he does because, you know, I enjoy watching Tommy Pham. My next honorable mention was – I'm sorry. Let me pull this back up. I lost it there. Was Jack Solinsky out of Pittsburgh. You know, he had 19 home runs last year. He, He was mainly a home run guy. He didn't play as many games as most people do, but 
you know, there for a while, he was kind of hot there for a little bit. And obviously his average wasn't what you want to be at 202, but I think still hitting, being able to play what he did to play out there in left field and knock in 19 or hit 19 home runs. You know, I'm kind of just looking at that production right now. Uh, I wish he had a lot more games, but for what he did there a little bit on a little bit of Hawks hot streak and how hard it is, like you said, to rank these top left fielders is just, I think I put him there as one of my honorable mentions. And my last honorable mentioned, um, last but not least, obviously. Um, and I think he might make my top six, obviously. I think he'll be right there at number six. And I got to give that to uh, Austin Hayes out of, Boston, out of Baltimore. Sorry. Uh, he hit 16 home runs, about a 250. You know, that's a higher average. One of the higher averages is up there. I mean, when you look at it, um, he ranked, what, eight in the top 10 of average, you know, and not many left hitters last year hit for a lot of average. But I think Austin Hayes can, you know, he's a good outfielder. I think he's decent, and Baltimore's got a got someone out there that can produce a little bit on the offensive side for them and playing playing against teams like the Yankees, Baltimore, and Toronto, and the Rays, you know, you got, and let's just face it, Baltimore did really good this year. So I think, and he he contributed to that enough for me to put him in my honorable mentions. All right, top five. Man, this is, I don't know, man, this was hard. This was weird for me. It's hard for me to figure out a top five, but I think my top five, I've got to go with at number five right now, I've got Ian Happ out of of Chicago. He mainly played left field last year for him. He's a switch hitter. He had 17 home runs, not been 72 RBIs, had a 271 average. You know, OPS and slugging were a little low. Uh, I would like the OPS to be up over the 800, but 782, I believe that actually led OPS. No, it did not. Sorry. I lied. He was second. Um, The obvious OPS leader, which we'll get to in a minute or a little bit later in my list. But I got Ian Happ. I've always liked Ian Happ, a switch hitter that can hit. You know, he, I think he produces better from the left side than he does the right side. But I mean, overall, he's decent. And that's why I got him number five. Number four. Um, this was tough. Like I said, I think I got number four. I've got, I'm going to put Mark Canna from the New York Mets. Another rival team here. I think Mark Canna kind of had a quiet little year out there in New York. 266 average, a 367 on base percentage, which you know me, I like to see how OBPs. That means you're walking or you're, you're putting the ball in play, you're getting on base, you're not striking out as much. Um, 13 home runs, knocking in 61 RBIs in 140 games he played out there for the Mets. Um, like I said, the OPS and slugging, you know, a little low. I like to see that get up. But I think when Mark Canna plays and he, he put a bat in his hand, I think he can give you enough production to help him out help you out and get you some wins uh number three i've got stephen kwan from the cleveland indians i mean this guy come on last year i mean he didn't hit for power but i like the way he hit for average i like the way he walked more he struck out at a 373 obp which uh led 
which tied for the first place uh, with another with a left fielder. Um, but I've got him number three, and I think he's a good little contact hitter out there for Cleveland. I think if he continues to you know get on base like he does and hit, and maybe he can raise those power numbers a little bit. I mean, he still had a seven seventy three OPS without hitting for a lot of home runs. So I like Stephen Kwan. I think he, he, like we said, these are top five right now. And when you're ranking the right now, you got to do, you got to go with what the stats say. And for me, the stats prove that he's, you know, there in the top five for me is top five best left fielders. Number two, this was really rough for me, but I'm, Still going to put Christian Yelich as number two. Um, um, I like Christian Yelich. You know, he had that. He had that. He was in that MVP race with Bellinger, and you know, he Bellinger really faded off though. And Christian Yelich, I think he's, he's not as good as he was when there when he's running for that MVP a couple of years ago. But still, I mean, he still hit two fifty two. Got on base three 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 with a three fifty five OBP. Uh, slugging was very low and OPS was very low. But I mean, overall, when you think consistency, and you think someone that you know that I feel like can produce and jump out and get back to that production, I'm not saying he is, but I feel like he can. With just the way I know him and the kind of ball player he is, I got to keep Christian Elledge in number two. Um, and number one. Uh, like we said, we had a little debate about DH, and but I mean, it's it's Kyle Schwarber. I mean, if he's going to qualify as a left fielder, he just wins. I mean, forty six home runs, ninety four RBIs. Yeah, he struck out two hundred times, but I don't care. He he was producing for Philadelphia, and he helped them get to the World Series. So you know, I, I put everything. Like I said, I take most of my normal things I look at for other positions out of the book when it comes to this position especially the outfield position, I kind of think in general. And it's just, you know, Paul Schwarber, I mean, 46 home runs, man. That's just next closest person was Jock Peterson with 23. And, uh, you know, I feel kind of bad for leaving Jock Peterson out of this. But I just, you know, I just can't beat Kyle Schwarber. So there it is, man. That's my top five. I know it's a crazy one. It's probably a surprising one for most people, but it was hard for me to, Really figure out a top five. So it, was, it was good. It was a <laughs> left field was not easy uh, in the sense that there there's not a lot of people that stick out. Well, and I want to say one thing, Andrew Benatendi. I know I left him off the list. I know he had a he had that average up there, like I like and all that good stuff. But he still only played 126 games, so I'm just kind of. Kind of iffy on him and see how how consistent he can be. So that's just wanted to point that out there why Andrew Benintendi wasn't on my list. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Right, hold on. Let me. All right. Let me start off my uh, honorable mentions. So I got a got a guy out in Chicago for the White Sox. I got Andrew Vaughn as one of my honorable mentions. Um he took over for uh, Eloy Jimenez when Jimenez went down, uh, and just had had a fantastic year. had a had a great, uh, I believe it was his rookie year. Um, hit for power, showed he has some pop. 
uh, played a decent left field defensively. Uh, definitely could use a lot of work on his defense. Um, but his hitting uh, surprised everybody out there. Um, and if you can replace Eloy Jimenez just a little bit, I uh, feel like you did a pretty good job over there in left field. The second guy I got is mm-hmm. Randy Arozarena. Now, I know he's not the Arozarena of the of the 2020 playoffs, uh, but I still feel like he's he's definitely still one of the better left fielders in the game right now. Um, it just shows you how kind of lax the uh, position is as of this moment. But I got Randy Rosarena as my other honorable mention. And then unlike you, the guy you just talked about as my last honorable mention, I got Andrew Benatendi. And he, he honestly was, I feel like, him and my number three through five could easily be swapped out. Uh, I just feel like the only reason why I kept him out was mainly because of his injury. Uh, Couldn't finish last year. Uh, Ended up sitting out the playoffs as well. Uh, But Andrew Benatendi, he has the potential to be one of the top five left fielders. Um, But I, I left him out. So let's get to the top five. You ready? Let's do it. So, hold on, hold on. Let me. (laughs) We agreed on some people. Well, I feel like I don't know if we're going to agree on many people. (laughs) I know we agree on number one. I think, but we'll see. Well, it's okay. So that was the thing I ran into. So. Oh, I feel you. I guess if we're going to do DH, then I'm going to switch up my list as we go. All right. All right At number five, I have. Crap. Uh, Ian Happ. I got an Ian Happ at number five. All right. So the cool, reason cool, why cool. I have him at number five is. Uh, He's definitely one of the better left fielders in the game right now. Um, moved over from center field. Uh, definitely helped him defensively. Uh, still still one of the better hitters uh, on that side of the field. Um, he just, I mean, he, he played a good center. He played good left field. Uh, can't, can't say anything else. Get a little switch hitter out there. But uh, I feel like the other, the other guys just had a, just had a, better year overall so ian happ i got at number five at number four i got the rookie steven kwan and the reason why he's number four is because he's a rookie (laughs) um he had a fantastic year for his rookie season uh he's definitely one of the better bat to ball hitters there is uh one of he has one of the better eyes i think at one point last season um what was the I think it was 116 pitches he had seen before he swung and missed for the first time last year, which is like the eighth most all time. Uh, walks more than he strikes out. Definitely, definitely needs to hit a weight room a little bit. Maybe, maybe put on a little more pounds. Hit the hit the ball out a few more times. Um, he's definitely one of the better left fielders defensively. But I like I said, well, I just got to see him do it consistently. But he's definitely on pace to be one of the better left fielders in the game right now. Yeah. At number three, 
I got Mark Canna. Okay. That's our top five. It's kind of so Mark Canna uh went out to New York, um, had a had a good year, showed that he's still he's still that reliable outfielder, hits a little bit for pop, uh doesn't doesn't strike out a whole ton. Um I mean, he he did what he did in Oakland. I mean, he just just keeps hitting. I mean, he's just a consistent hitter overall. Um, still one of the better hitters out there at that position. Uh, definitely a definitely a good little good little bat out there in the New York. Um, at number two, I put Jacques Peterson. <laughs> okay, so I got okay. Jacques Peterson. Uh, I mean, when he is when he is on, there's not a better. I don't. There's there's hardly any better power hitters in the game. Um, the amount of pop that guy has in his bat is just it's ridiculous. Uh, definitely definitely a liability when it comes to the field. Um, he's better than some of the other guys on the list, but he's he's definitely still pretty pretty liable um, out there in the field. But uh, I got Jack Peterson at number two because number one. It's Kyle Schwarber. The dude, the fact that he's the leadoff hitter is still crazy to me, but trust me, we played him in the World Series. We saw what he did outside of his bunting with two strikes at one point, but um, he hits for pot. I mean, he he drives the ball out of the stadium consistently. Um, doesn't sh- He doesn't strike out as much as he probably you probably think he does. Definitely still strikes out quite a bit, but Definitely drives in runs, gets on base, uh, hits the ball out of the ballpark. Has the best OPS in left field. Um, but yeah, I got a uh, Kyle Schwarber at number one. I, I like it, man. I like it. I like it. Like I said, I hate leaving Jock Peterson <laughs> off. I mean, I know people are gonna say it's not it's not a good excuse, but I just kind of left him off because I just feel like he's really just a. Uh, and he can hit against lefties, but I feel like he's just more of that real, just, you know, right-handed specialist when he's coming in to hit people, hit off righties. So that's kind of why I left him off. Uh, one, two, because his bats were a lot lower than most of the other people that I put in my top five. So they kind of played full seasons, you know, and had a lot more bats. But you know what, Jock Peterson, I think, you know, wonderful, loved him. October baby, I still remember he every every it seemed like it it was that crazy year in twenty twenty one and one day I'll talk about it maybe and we'll go over that and we'll get into that whole friend about something that happened two years ago. But uh one day we might have a special episode where we talk about some of our special seasons for our teams, you know, because both of our teams have had a couple of special seasons. So. But yeah, man, top five sounds great. I had to switch it up because I, I was, I was uh, trying to decide on a couple people if they needed to be in the left field list or the DH list. Because because uh, there's some there's some guys that uh they actually I didn't realize some of these guys actually split the position up pretty pretty uh almost pretty evenly a lot more than I thought they did. But yeah, that's my top five. So what was your top five? We'll do a recap. Top five, I believe. I believe. Make sure I got this right. Was Hap, Canna, Quan, um, Quan, uh, Yellage. Mine and- was Hap, Quan, Canna, Schwarber, or not Schwarber. Uh, Hap, Quan, Canna. Yeah. Who's my number two? Peterson and then Schwarber. Peterson. Yeah. 
lot of lefty ah, bats. So, yeah, a lot of lefty bats. Um, next week we got center field and Should right we, field. So. Yeah, we got yeah center field, right field, mm-hmm. and then I think that's. Then we'll, that's it, and then maybe we'll throw DH in there Probably somewhere. Have, we'll we'll figure that. Throw it in next week. We'll have to talk about it. That's it. Maybe. We, well, we can throw oh, it in yeah. maybe for yeah, a we'll figure it out. You never know. We'll see. All right. Let's get a little, get a little top five list. We're almost through the whole top five list. Through the whole uh, field. Almost made it through every position. You are correct. All right. What you we doing are now? correct. What, we got? what you got for me? You were talking about it earlier, but you never tell me before the podcast. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's something you've done. Okay, already. what is it? Um, you know, something you've done already. So I'm gonna do it for okay. you. Okay. So you got to figure out. Okay, okay. The player. So random generated player, current okay. player right now, and. I've got him right here. I generated the list. And so here we go. Here's the one player. Oh my gosh, why is it okay? There it went. My screen kind of was like, hey, Brandon, you don't get to right. play anymore. Ready? Right. I'm ready. Question not AL and L. AL. East. I'm sorry. East, uh, yes, I believe. Okay. Yes, let's go. Orioles, Yankees, no. Okay, yes. so that's four questions. All right, I'm on my fifth. Uh, position player or pitcher? All right, pitcher. Five. Ooh, okay. Uh, you already did better. All right, so Yankees pitcher. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What? How can I distinguish? Righty or lefty? Okay. So that's six right. questions. Starting pitcher? Seven. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Try to figure out how to say this. Uh. Oh, God. Okay. There's two guys I'm thinking right now. Um, is he born in the U.S.? Is it Garrett Cole? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was yeah, easy, though, that's compared that. to Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was upset about what it generated. I was like, oh, I was like, now, really? well, was, I was thinking a Cole or a Severino. Those are the two guys I was debating between. Right. But I, I know that's. I mean, that's what one. it did to me yeah, I mean, when I generated it was McCutcheon. So I like it. It's, it's a yeah. when it, w- once you figure out what questions to ask, it gets easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but you did way better. The only that. thing that sucks is when you guess the teams. There's five teams in each division, so I could have used up five questions. Luckily, luckily, I got the team on number two, <laughs> and I got the division on the first one. Yeah. We could, we could do. It. Yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about Man. something else later. But yeah, that's a. That's... No, well, we'll t- no, what you I got? What you got? What you got? I said we could talk we're about little, the talk about short. the little game at the end. Oh, I, I got a way to improve it, okay. make it a little easier, a little okay. easier as well as a okay. little little more difficult as at the same time. 
a little more consistent. So that's already man. There's a good little podcast. Got our got our list up. Next week we got a center field, right field, maybe mm-hmm. DH. We don't know yet. You'll find out next week. Yep, maybe we'll see oh, how it man. goes. Well, it's good talking to you, brother. Yeah, always good talking to you, my friend. And hey, guys, baseball. Everybody got we the WBC it. starting up soon, so everybody start paying attention to that. Then we got a uh, spring training still going on, and uh, we're gonna keep bringing these podcast, these uh, bringing you these episodes all the way through the season. So. Stick with us. Thanks for every, thank yep. everybody for listening. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll, Later, uh, we'll guys. see you in the next episode.